This is Research News from UIC, the University of Illinois at Chicago. Today, Robin Mermelstein, director of the UIC Institute for Health Research and Policy, talks about a research project to study smoking patterns and predictors from adolescence through young adulthood. Here's Professor Mermelstein. We're pleased to have a continuation grant from the National Cancer Institute to understand more about why adolescents and young adults smoke cigarettes and what we can do to help reduce their future smoking and gain some leverage points to ultimately get rid of smoking among young adults and adolescents as well. This grant is a continuation of our prior six years of work funded by the National Cancer Institute where we really looked at adolescents' progression into the development of smoking and the development of nicotine dependence. The rates of smoking among adolescents have declined in a good way, but unfortunately they have not declined fast enough. And there are still way too many adolescents who smoke cigarettes and who ultimately develop tobacco dependence and the host of negative health consequences that come with it. We learned a lot of important things from our first six years of the project. We learned how many adolescents are vulnerable to developing tobacco dependence, particularly among people for whom smoking helps to make them feel better. They might get an emotional boost, may help them cope with feeling down or feeling upset or even give them a sense of social belonging or more comfort in social situations. We also learned that messages from parents matter, and this is very important, and particularly among those parents who still smoke, most of whom are concerned that they're not as effective in providing their child and their adolescent with a strong message not to smoke. Many of them feel how could they tell their child not to smoke if indeed they're smoking. But what we've learned is they can still give effective messages about hoping their child doesn't smoke, reasons not to smoke, and setting clear boundaries and expectancies for consequences of what might happen if they smoke. So in part, we want to understand now how do those parental messages influence future smoking and how we can help parents be more effective in conveying strong and lasting messages for their teenagers as they move forward. We also learned that teenagers are at particular risk for becoming dependent right in that transition post-high school or post-age 18. That although most people focus on younger ages as the point of initiation or starting smoking, it's that transition right after finishing high school, turning age 18 with all those developmental changes and road marks that come ahead that we see big jumps in tobacco use and in cigarette smoking among these young adults now and really trying to understand what is it through that transition that makes them more vulnerable to becoming dependent. And that is a truly important point to focus on in the development of dependence and understanding what we can do to help young adults now stop smoking. In these next five years, we've been funded by the National Cancer Institute to look 
more in depth at this transition to young adulthood. So we have a large group of individuals who we started to follow when they were in ninth and 10th grade, and now they are transitioning into young adulthood when there are multiple risks that they're encountering, such as tobacco use, increased alcohol use, and a variety of other risky behaviors that may make them more vulnerable to developing a whole host of negative health outcomes. So in our current study, we're going to follow them and try to identify what are protective factors to reduce their risk for becoming dependent. For those who are smoking, what we can do to help encourage cessation and to understand what are those prompts that help young adults think about stopping smoking. And also, we're going to look more extensively at emotional regulation and how young adults might use smoking to regulate their moods, to feel better, or that might make them more vulnerable to becoming dependent. By pulling together a variety of data on these young adults, some of which is looking at their psychophysiological responses to nicotine, some of which is just tracking them in their day-to-day lives, finding out how they're feeling, what they are exposed to in the movies in terms of tobacco advertising, what policies they may encounter, and continuing to look at how their social lives change in this very transitional time, all of which we'll put together to come up with a comprehensive picture of understanding what we can do to reduce tobacco use in young adults. Robin Mermelstein is a professor of psychology. For more information about this research, go to www.news.uic.edu, click on News Releases, and look for the release dated September 21, 2010. This has been Research News from UIC, the University of Illinois at Chicago.